Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blasian Wellness Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Coach Tamika, and I'm joined by, you already know who, Sex Coach Mary. Hey, Mayor. Hello. How are you? Fantastic. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> there, see, that's what people want to hear. They want to hear that laugh. That's right. Gets yeah. everybody through the day. And we also have with us today a very special guest, Lindsay Schroeder. Hey, Lindsay. Hello, everyone. Oh, my goodness, everyone. Let me tell you a little bit about Lindsay. She is a spiritual wellness and intuitive business and mindset coach. So we're going to ask her, what does that mean in a minute? She, has a, she founded a company called Our and R. I love the name. She supports soulpreneurs and spiritually curious beings develop their intuition, reprogram their subconscious, connect with their energetic systems, and up-level their lives and businesses. Lindsay is a Reiki master, a light worker, intuitive healer, oh my goodness, and a passionate divine feminine practitioner. Now, I have to stop right there and ask, what is a divine feminine practitioner. Definitely. I work with a lot of different practices and tools and techniques that really focus on connecting us to our divine feminine. And that can be both female or male identifying. We all house these different energies within us. Um, But often I'm working with female identifying individuals and really opening up their connection to their divine feminine self, working with the second chakra, releasing trauma and stagnation and burdens from that area, and just allowing them to step into this space of flow instead of force and hustle and kind of reclaiming a lot of things that our current society takes away from us, especially as women. So bringing back connection and movement and really talking about all of those different divine feminine aspects of our life, of our business, of all of the different things that we might shy away from. We might have been told from when we were younger as we're growing up or, you know, in business that our feminine selves, all of the things that we naturally are so capable and able of doing feeling our feelings, using our emotion to support us, being in flow, magnetizing things to us and reclaiming those things because often they are moved or pushed out of the way or we're told that they're burdens or should be hidden instead of celebrated and worked with and kind of cultivated. Wow, I I find what you do just amazing. And the spirit, the spiritual connections that for me years ago was very, I don't know, it was very hard growing up because like, you know, Mary knows both of my parents died when I was young, but I knew ever since I was in the sixth grade, when I would hear the song, from Cheers Come On, that theme song. I would bust out and crying and I knew my mother was going to die. So when I look at this stuff and the, the, spiritual, the spiritual connections and I'm just like, you know, thinking back, it's like, how did I know, yeah. you know? And that was four years before, matter of fact, three years before, you know, they actually passed, but it's just, I've always, felt something 
And it's very scary. And now that I'm older, I've actually learned how to, I guess, tune it out because it terrifies me some of the things that I feel. I do, because it's it's not like good, sometimes it can be good stuff. Um, Like when I was pregnant, I knew I was gonna have a girl and all that good stuff. But sometimes I literally can touch a person and I feel like I'm going to cry. Like I, I can't explain it. So when I was reading up on you, I was like, oh my God, maybe Lindsay can help me because sometimes I feel like, you know, I'm going crazy. Yeah. And I can't explain it. Because we're not taught about these things, because this is not part of our education, we're not taught about managing our own energy or honoring our boundaries or what's beyond us besides our physical vessel. Like we're not taught about chakras or auric field or how to honor energetic boundaries instead of just physical ones. And so when you have a skill set like that, when you are, you know, psychically able from the very beginning without doing any specific, you know, practices or building it up, it's overwhelming. It's like being a live wire instead of having those beautiful boundaries and buffers and being able to turn it on or turn it off. And it really sounds like you're an empath, which means not only are you able to conceive and understand of other people's emotions, but especially with that physical contact, you're feeling their feelings. And that's very, very overwhelming if it's happening to you instead of choosing it. Yes, it is very overwhelming and I don't like it. (laughs) I mean, I respect it, but I don't, I don't like it. And it doesn't serve you when it happens to you and you don't have control over it. No, and it's like, what do you mean? Why am I crying? It's, it's it's funny, but not funny. What made you get into this? this line of work? Did you just wake up one day and say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do? Or like, how did you all, did you always know that you had this gift? I knew that I was weird when I was little, Uh, just kind of (laughs) how you're describing it. It was never described as a gift. I was not told like, oh, you have psychic abilities or oh, this or all that. It was like, you're a weird little kid, aren't you? And I was like, yep. Um, and I had, I was very, I had a lot of psychic capabilities when I was younger. I went through a phase where I was telling my mom, I'm a witch. I can move stuff with my mind. Like I can do all this stuff. And everyone was like, okay, weird little kid. Let's come down over here. Um, I actually caused a lot of drama in my family because I knew things that I shouldn't have known. Kind of how you were explaining that you can pick up on energy from like touching someone. I would tell my mom and dad stuff and they very much disliked each other and should have gotten divorced way sooner than they did. And they started fighting even more because they were like, well, you told her this thing. And the other one would be like, well, you told her this thing. And neither one of them were telling me, I just knew it and could pick up on it. And they both thought that like the other was poisoning me against them and would like fight all the time because I would say things. They'd be like, why did you tell her that? She's a child. And they would both be like, I didn't tell her that. And I'd be like, guys, nobody told me. And then of course, no one believes you when you're a child. So I like, I shoved it down for a, for many, many years. And finally, when I went to college and was like on my own, I fell into all of these different things. Like I started to meditate and go to sound healing and sound baths and oh. found crystals and Reiki and tarot cards and 
from the moment that I had the space to find it myself, because growing up, you know, you see witches on TV shows. And I was like locking the bathroom door, bringing out a mirror and like herbs and candles and this and that, just trying to figure it out myself. Cause I felt so connected to these different types of spiritual connection. Cause I grew up Roman Catholic and I am a pansexual polyamorous witch. So I did not fit in to, you know, technical religion I went to Catholic school until eighth grade and my poor mom they called her probably once a week to kick me out of religion or family life class and she got to the point where she just left a book and some cookies in the office and was like I'm not coming to get her give her her book and give her a cookie and send her back to math and science whichever comes after religion class so I I choose this Oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. You know, there's, I, there's so many, like, similarities um, that I have with you when I read your bio and um, <clears throat> some of the stuff that you're saying now. Uh, when I was younger, I always thought I could predict stuff. I always thought I had, like, ESP, um, you know, and everyone just, you know, they didn't really pay too much attention to me. They didn't really call me weird. Um, they just kind of like avoided me, I would say, but I didn't start any issues in my family or anything like that. But I also thought the same thing that I could move stuff with my mind. And I always thought I was going to be a witch or I thought I was a witch. Um, and funny that I did go to Catholic school from kindergarten all the way to high school. And I was, I grew up in a very Catholic household. Um, and my mother always thought I was a devil. She didn't call me a witch. She just called me Satan. Uh, she called me a uh, Sataness, which is yeah. like the Satan, you know, Satan's daughter. Yeah. Um, my grandma so, <laughs> like was like seven years old. <laughs> she was very <laughs> devout Catholic, and she was like, "You're going to hell." I was like, Thanks, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mom, my mom said that to me. <laughs> she yeah. would always say well, that I, I was like, gonna go to hell. By nine years old, I looked at her and I was like, well, if you think I'm going to hell, I think you're a horrible person. So I'm going to kind of flip that around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess I'm doing better because like, I don't want to go to the place you're going to. Oh, I was like, just because you go to church once a week does not absolve you from being a bad person. Like no. you're mean to people, like you're, you're mean to people. And I was like, I don't get it. Like I always had questions. I have never been the, even as a child, I've never been the person who just file, file, like follows things blindly. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I don't, I don't get it though. Why do we just do what we're told to do without understanding? Like, I thought it was about understanding the principle and then doing that. And I'm like, if you're telling me like, do one to others as you would have them do one to you. I'm like, I don't Mm -hmm. want any of those things done to me. Why am I going to do that to somebody else? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did not fit in. (laughs) Not at all when I was little. I kind of understand that. That makes the best kind of people. people. And we need more people like that. I think that, that don't fit in because look, because of your gifts, you have this thriving business where you bring to the table something that many people don't have. You know, when I read your bio, I said, I said, oh, that's, you know, it was a, it's a first. 
for us, you know, we get different types of, you know, this coach, that coach, but never one that's like you. And so I love what it is that you do. And I know you have a manifestation ebook. Oh, talk about manifesting. Oh, my favorite topic. (laughs) I think manifestation is a really cool space to kind of introduce some of these spiritual principles or laws of the universe, because I think it's a really practical application. Like if you're telling someone like, oh, let's go over the like principles of the universe. And they're like, yeah, but like, what do I do with that? Manifestation is so like, okay, this is what you do with it. Like, this is how you allow these things that are just governing us that we like naturally follow because we're vibration. Like you can use this for your benefit. And so manifestation is the practice of bringing something from the ether or from your mind or from this space of creation to your physical reality. And it's something that I teach so many of my clients. And it's a very much a jumping off point because people come to me like, oh, I want to learn how to manifest. And I'm like, okay, and I will teach them how to manifest. But it, it goes into so many other things because it really shows you like, are you able to get connected with yourself? Are you able to get clear about what you want? What do you do when it doesn't look like it's working? And it encourages you to do different shifts in both your perspective and in your language and all different types of things. So to really, really condense it, the process of manifestation is first getting clear on what it is that you want. So setting your intention, I really love to use just positivity when we're getting clear on what we want, because anytime we're using negativity or things that we don't want, we're actually bringing them up to our reality before we're clearing them out. So if you're saying, oh, I don't want any debt or, oh, I want a new job, but I don't want a manager who micromanages, you're actually bringing that thing up. Like if someone says, don't think of a pink elephant, first you think of the pink elephant and then you move it out of the way going, okay, I'm not thinking about it now. So vibration is the culmination of what we are. And so when you think about something, you're actually bringing it up to your awareness and you're becoming a match for it. And even if it's just for a few seconds, if we can avoid that, if we can only become a match for that which we desire, we manifest way easier, way faster, more efficiently. So I help people in getting clear on what it is that they want as big or as small and staying in a positive space is great for manifestation, but it's also a full like perspective shift of showing people like how much time do you spend being really clear on what it is that you don't want, that you don't like, that you wish you could get rid of. And what would your life look like if you shifted that? And in those moments where, because it's very frequent that we know, oh, I don't like that. I don't want that. That doesn't serve me. Okay. But what are we doing with that then? Are you then going, okay, let me inform what that does create. What do I do want? So we get clear on what it is that we want. I encourage you guys to stay in the positive. Second step is we have to believe that it's possible. We live as humans and we have free will. So we are tying the hands of the universe, of source, of God, of angels, of whatever it is that you believe in, if you don't believe that you can have something. So the universe or God or your guides or whatever it is that you are governed by or believe in cannot just plop this thing in front of you that you desire if you don't believe you can have it because it cannot override our free will. So getting really clear on belief, and that can be in a bunch of different directions. For some of us, it's really technical to believe it. We have to, you know, see that someone else has done something similarly or do some research and see that it's 
possible for others. It's a little bit more energetic and looking at that self-reflection of like, Oh, I have to deal with the fact that I don't feel worthy of it or capable of it. Or I don't think that's for me or not yet. Or I have this story that I have to be a victim first. I have to hit rock bottom to then be able to be deserving of that thing that I want. And then we have to feel the feelings of it. We have to become an energetic match. And so this is where you start to get into some of these more spiritual principles or laws of the universe. If you are vibrating at the frequency of something, because technically all of us are vibrating energy, because matter is just vibrating energy. If you're thinking something and feeling something, you're starting to vibrate at the frequency of it and like attracts like. So if we are vibrating at the frequency of being abundant, we call in more abundance. If we are vibrating at the frequency of being gratitude, of being grateful, we bring in more things to be grateful for. So that's one that starts to, again, branch off and teach so many different things of like, okay, how do you get control of your own energy when I'm having kind of a crappy day or when I don't want to work anymore and I'm feeling tired or this and that, but my goal is to accomplish X, Y, Z or do this and that in my business or support other people. How do I then shift my energy to allow myself to achieve what it is that I desire and believe that I can have it and be a vibrational match for feeling good and positivity and alignment and all of the things that I desire without spiritual bypassing, without just like shoving this negative feeling over here in the corner, but how do I deal with it? How do I process it? How do I actually do the work to shift from that lower vibration intentionally to the way that I desire to feel, which is going to help me bring in what I want. And then step four is taking our inspired action. Same thing with, oh, the universe cannot override our free will. It's really hard for the universe to support us if we're not taking any action. So I always like to use the description of a okay, I decided that I want to win the lottery. So get clear on the fact that I I want to win the lottery. I know which one, I know how much, I know this and that. I believe I can have it. I've done some research. I see that, you know, real people win this thing. Like it's not just a conspiracy theory. Real people win this thing. And then I start to feel the feelings. What would it be like to have that? What would I spend that on? How would my life change? What are all the beautiful, amazing, good things I would do with that money? But then I don't buy a ticket. Yeah, I was going to say that. (laughs) It makes it so much harder to win if I don't buy a ticket. It's not that I can't. Someone could gift it to me. I could get it in a card. I could find one on the ground. But think about that tiny little sliver of possibility that I've limited the universe to, to be able to accomplish Thing that I've set out to accomplish versus if I buy a ticket versus if I start speaking that and telling other people and I buy a ticket for myself and then one of my best friends is like you know you're so excited about winning this like I bought you a ticket too and this and that so much easier so I love to offer that free ebook to people to give them not only an introduction but so many of my favorite tips and practices and ways of shifting and it really is some like Houdini type stuff with it. One of my favorite coaches always says, oh, oh, I tell you what it is that you are interested in buying, what it is that you want to work on, and I give you what you really need. And I think manifestation is that, that of course we all come to the table being like, oh, I want this job or this house or this dollar amount or this number of new clients. And I'm like, awesome. Let me help you with that. 
but also let's talk about all of the different things that this practice is teaching us perspective shift and belief in self and connection to the fact that we are more than just our physical vessels and a deep understanding of energy and a focus on inspired action of like getting the ball rolling, allowing things to come to you. And then I weave in that divine feminine practice with magnetizing what we desire to us. And it just completely creates this foundation, this template, this practice for you to apply in any and every area of your life. I love it. And I know it works. And how I found out about manifestation was actually the opposite way. When I was working at this job in Secaucus and every Christmas, they would have these raffles for these prizes. So like the top prize was like a thousand dollars. And then they had like a, a flat screen TV. I didn't watch TV. So I didn't care about the TV. All I wanted was the money. But all I kept saying is I bet not get that TV. I bet not get that TV. I don't like TV. I don't care if it's a flat screen. This is before flat screens were so possible. I bet not get that TV. The first thing out the hat, I got the TV. <laughs> I was like, you're vibrating <laughs> at the frequency of that TV. Cause when you say, oh, I don't watch TV. You envision yourself in your home seeing the TV and you're like, I wouldn't watch it. I wouldn't use it. But you are becoming a vibrational match for having this TV. And like, you're trying not to, but you're like, how would I even get that home? And then you see yourself carrying it or trying to put it in the car. You hear them call your ticket. You have to go up there and you're like, that's not what I wanted. Like you're experiencing it through language, through pictures, through vibration. You are at the vibrational space of like that tv is mine yeah exactly and i got the tv and i've had it for years actually i just got it just like when so funny i met your uncle for the first time this was like over six years ago and i said to her and like he wasn't even really my type he wasn't even available he was engaged well i think was he engaged at the time he was living with someone but he was in a relationship and I didn't even speak to him, but there was just something about him that I don't know, like I felt nervous around him and I would always make comments like, oh, I'm going to get him. He's going to be mine, you know? And she's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you can't even talk to him. Uh, how is he going to be yours? If you, you know, when he comes into the room, you leave or you run and you can't even, like, I couldn't even, like, it was almost like I was in high school. He would come around and I would disappear. And I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like, I've had three kids. You would have thought I never saw a boy in my life. And, um, you know, he was with someone. And then later on, I ended up with someone, but it wasn't really like anything serious. And then he was with someone else. And then I was single. And just anyway, so fast forward to finally, I had like the guts to, you know, tell her, well, just see if I can have his number. And now we're married. <laughs> so I was like, see, I told you I was going to get him. <laughs> see, see, you, you get what you Lives think. Don't lie. Vibes <laughs> do not lie. You and that's all you I visualized lie. too. I didn't know how it was going to happen. But all I said was, that's going to be my husband. And, you know, and at the time when I said it, I was kind of joking. You know, I didn't really think husband. I thought at the very most boyfriend, but I was like, that's going to be my husband. That's going to be my man. And that's uh, actually like a manifestation tip. 
is that mm-hmm. like you let go of the how because the how bogs us down because like mm-hmm. we can only see so many things like as humans we like can only see so much also everything is from our own perspective so like mm-hmm. if we can't figure out the how if we let that limit us again that's not buying a ticket right <laughs> But if you let go of the how and you surrender the how, you just focus on like, oh, this, this is it. This is good. And that feeling, that's what gets you there. And then I, you've got to take that action of like, all right, finally, I'll ask for it. Finally, I'll put my, like, I'll say something. I'll do something. I'll like, even if it just creaks that door open a little bit, you're inviting mm-hmm. what you desire in. Okay. <laughs> No, I totally believe in the whole manifestation. It's just sometimes my brain, or I guess, yeah, it is my brain or something gets in the way, yeah. you know, the, the voice that's like, well, maybe it's just not my time. And then I overanalyze, well, how's that going to work? Or what if this happens? And then like you say, like you think of all the things that you don't want to happen. And then it's like, you know, like that's, I always hear what you think about, you bring about. So I always try to push yeah. the thought like the negative stuff out of my head, it's a work in progress. Like I'm not nowhere near close to being, you know, to having that whole thing perfected, but I do wholeheartedly believe that it works because I've I've practiced it a little bit where I said, okay, I'm going to feel it. And anytime a little negativity would come in, I'd be like, no, 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 no. And I would just visualize myself as whatever I wanted and it would start to happen. But then, you know, I would revert back and I would hear my mom in my brain. I was like, oh, you're not good enough. And, you know, and then, you know, it gets all crazy inside. So. Yeah. But, I, I built a digital course all about that, all about beliefs, all about all those little thoughts that come in, all those little feelings, the things that stand in the way. And mm-hmm. that's why I love working with manifestation because it's this shiny thing that people come in for and then I'm like all right let's stay for the real work let's talk about limiting beliefs let's talk about trauma processing let's get really connected to our own energy let's tap into that second chakra and like what's blocking your femininity and your ability to just allow and receive and welcome things in instead of having to force and push and hustle to get there so I totally understand what you're saying of like and then all the little things creep in yeah, those little voices. Little uh, voices. Those little voices. Yes. yes. It's a challenge to um, change your your paradigms. You know your habits, and it's it isn't easy if that's not what you're used to to doing. And yeah. I definitely get it because every day it's a work in process. I know even for me and. I've been doing that and studying it for over a decade. And it's still like, you know, the more you learn, the more you try to implement, the more you learn about yourself, the more you're like, God damn, I was fucked up as a little kid. Like, <laughs> did because you, when you start to like peel back the layers, at least for me, when you get, when I got to the root of what, why do I believe like money? You know, you grow up, money don't grow on trees. Well, actually it does, but it's limiting beliefs and, or you can't do that because you're a woman. Or for me, it was, you can't do that because you're a black woman. And even though as a child, you know, I remember, you know, saying, F you, I can do what I want. You know, I'm going to do it. But yeah, it gets in there though. And once you reach what I call is, 
you know, like kind of that that glass ceiling where you think you can't go, you you can't, you know, you break the six figures, but you can't get the seven figures, you know, it's and it's right here. This is the only I'm in my own mind. So I, I mean, again, I think what you do is awesome because so many people don't realize that you're doing it rather you're controlling it or not. You know, you're bringing these things to you and you like bring you know, better things into your life instead of gloomy things. I have a every day thing and she's like, well, this is wrong. Well, that's wrong. I said, well, of course it's wrong. You already said it wasn't going to work. That's the first thing that came out your mouth. And then when it doesn't work, you're like, see, I told you. Yep. Pretty sad. <laughs> yeah. Because it's much safer to be right about it not working than to be wrong about wanting it to work. Yes, or if they can't get to work and now they're ours. I'm like, what? And I'm like, we are really screwed up. <laughs> uh, reprogramming the subconscious is such a huge part of my work because it it stems into everything. It's like, what are those little things? What what's all the programming that's in your ceiling? Like, what are you telling yourself? What are the stories that have become truths? because you've listened to them and listened to them and then replayed them and replayed them and then retold them and retold them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you are right over there, Mary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's like, I got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. So as she's talking, this is what I'm in my, in my head. I'm like, yeah, I got to get back to doing that. Yes, I know I got to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got to do things. You know, because there's certain changes that I'm trying to make in my life. And I know I'm the only one stopping me because I have the voices like, well, what if, what if it doesn't work? And then, you know, I'm screwed. Or what if I put burden on my husband? Or, you know, maybe it's not, you know, there's just too, so many things and I let it crowd my head and then I'm not doing anything. And I'm still stuck in a place where I don't want to be. Yeah. So very paralyzing when you let it take a hold. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yes. That's why I'm glad that Lindsay has this limiting beliefs digital course. So I guess you probably go through all of that wonderful stuff in your, your course. Now, how does your course work? Is it like, you know, modules just over a few weeks or yeah, it's dripped content so I really like to I'll, I can open it up sooner for some people I have had clients that are like okay I consumed this really fast like can I go a little bit quicker but I typically give you like about five to seven days for each module and it starts with just welcoming you in teaching you how to use the program what really the focus is introducing you to me and then we get started with starting to identify limiting beliefs so how do you find these what do you do once you find them so we identify we process I teach you how to shift limiting beliefs and then the big one reprogram them I also give everyone who takes this course the benefit of my years and years of working with these I give you access to my master list so that after you've done the work of identifying the ones that are big for you you kind of have this checklist of like all right let me see what else might be you know stowed away in here and I give you a master list of tons and tons of different limiting beliefs that I've found in people's energy and in their subconscious and you can go through that time and time again to check and see like okay do I still think that do I still believe that is that maybe something I didn't even realize that I believed in like the early bird gets the worm 
things like that, that we've been told for years and years and years and years and years. And then you start your own business and you're like, oh my God, if I'm not answering emails by 8am, like I'm never going to hit six figures or seven figures. And you're like, wow, I do really believe that. Like a little part of me really believes that there is a start time and an end time that I have to hit a certain number of hours. I have to do it in a certain way. And so I love offering that master list to people. And then I encourage once you're taking the course to let me know some of yours so that I can add it to the list and we continue to support each other as a community. And then I also show you how to bring it all together because I think it's one thing for me to just teach you the process that I've built over years and years and years and trials and mess ups and successes. But then it's really about you integrating it with your own intuition and saying, okay, I know all these different practices. I have this really stocked toolbox, but how do I apply them? And what are the little changes and the little pivots and the ways that I can curate this practice that really works for me? And so our last module is really focused on that, of making it your own and allowing this process to not only be what helps you reprogram, but also what helps you strengthen your own intuition and listening to yourself and what works for you. Mm. I love that. Strengthening your own intuition because sometimes we know something not right or we know something can be right and we will do the got dog on opposite. Yes. <laughs> we don't listen. And and then, you know, things happen, you know. Listen to your intuition. That's God, the universe, somebody trying to tell you something. So you have any questions, Mary? No, I just wish I never let go of my my whole, you know, when I thought I was like having like ESP and all that. I wish I never, you know, um, I, I wish I nurtured it a little more. Yeah. Well, it's so, never too late. It's never too late. I'm old already, Lindsay. <laughs> also to like honor your boundaries and learn how to work with it so that it's not scary. It's not overwhelming. So it's never, never too late to develop your intuition because it's a skill set that serves us through our, our entire lives in every area, both in our businesses and our personal development with our partners, with our friends, with our families. The more that we develop our intuition, we're basically talking about getting connected with who we really are beyond just, you know, what it looks like to be human, but the internal, the realness of getting to know yourself as a consciousness, as an energy. Exactly. So it's never too late, Mayor. So stop using that as an excuse because I'm tired of hearing it. And anyway, Lindsay, thank you so much, guys. Lindsay has so much to offer. You will see everything that we have for her on under this video and our social media. Please click on a link for her manifestation ebook. It is free and go to her social media pages, get that information. She is offering the digital course. I mean, and if you really, really wanna, you know, kind of delve deep and dive into one-on-one -on -one training with her. She has a discovery call, contact her. We'll have all that information. So it's that time, it's about to be 2021. Some of you were saying, talking about the same things you was when we were talking in 2019 until 2020, now you ain't do nothing. So 
contact Lindsay. She'll help you remove these blocks so you can get your business going, your health going, your happiness going so that you can just leave and live a more fulfilled life. So thank you so much, Lindsay. Thank you so much, ladies, for having me. This was so special. Oh, Oh, thank you. So when I get these creeped out feelings, I'll just send you an email and just (laughs) you understand. And I'll be like, Lindsay. Yeah, I'll start offering just little tidbits of, you know, protection and boundaries and this and that. that. That you can feel good about it. Yeah, because now it's just, it's been keeping me out for 40 years. So (laughs) thank you so much, guys. We love you and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.